Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a beautiful name. Well, tonight I uh, have asked Brother Josh to come and preach for us. Wednesday night, Brother Kavanaugh preached, and I was afraid to let Brother Kavanaugh preach tonight, seeing that we have our uh, meeting this evening. But truthfully, he did a great job Wednesday night, didn't he? He moved right along, and then he was throwing candy bars at people, and you missed it. I mean, it was something. I mean, then Brother Marty hit Brother Kavanaugh's son in the eye, and with a candy bar they threw halfway across the uh, auditorium. It was a great night. Just a great night. (laughs) 
No, it was really great. He did. He, I think he had like six or seven candy bars. He was like tossing them all over the place. You had to be the first one to stand up with scripture. I don't know if Brother Josh is doing I don't see any candy bars, uh, so I don't know. But uh, I think he's just going to preach. But anyway, I, I just wanted these guys to get a chance to preach during the holiday season, the Christmas season. And uh, so tonight's Brother Josh's opportunity, and I'm excited to hear it. I know that uh, he was concerned that he might preach over top of one of, my, one of the messages I was going to end up preaching. And, uh, well, he's not. He's not. We talked about it earlier today and yesterday, I think. And so it's going to be spot on. It's going to be good. I can just tell you that right now. I'm excited, looking forward to it. Brother Josh. All right. What a blessing it is to be here. Uh, excited to be in church uh, this evening. And uh, I was happy to be here this morning, too. I thought the service this morning was just a beautiful thing. Uh, just a wonderful service. A number of folks came up to me uh, just to let me know how, uh, what a wonderful job the choir did. And I just want to say, um, on behalf of the music ministry, the, the music director here, I am proud of you, choir. I'm just going to take the opportunity to say that now. I know a number of you, uh, uh, they say, don't uh, call in, crawl in. And uh, that was a handful of the choir members uh, this morning. And I don't say that to make anyone feel bad or, or be extra impressed with the choir's dedication. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I was proud of you. You did a good job. You did a wonderful job. And the thing is, uh, we're reminded of this. I, I, I thought it was a beautiful opportunity when you get sick, you get a cold, right? Uh, you start to feeling better, but you may still have something going on in the throat or in the head and you sound all congested. And that really messes with you when you're singing. Uh, and as a musician, as a singer, it can be easy uh, to rely on you, the gifts that God has given and, and, and the, the abilities that you have and to take matters into your own hands. And in a day like today, it was, no, no, Lord, we need you. And, and I pray, I hope and pray that's our attitude in whatever we do as Christians, that we're completely reliant upon God. And uh, I was just so impressed by your faithfulness and how God used us this morning. God is, that, that he is willing to use us here in, in the different areas of service and ministry at Community Baptist Temple. It's a blessing. Uh, what a blessing it is. I was getting videos this afternoon even of the, the activities on the buses and uh, just uh, crazy people. I won't mention any names, Brother Attila, uh, of... Uh, uh, man, it was, it's just cracking me up. Just having a good time with the bus kids. You walk out there, everything's going great. Smooth sailing, right? And then one of those buses decide it's not feeling it. It's not going to start. It started right up this morning, but this afternoon, not having it. Uh, but everyone kept their cool. And uh, whatever, I don't, it started back up eventually. And we got them out of here. Uh, but God was working this morning. I believe, I believe that... Uh, there were probably a few people in the service this morning that were in need of salvation. I believe that with all of my heart. And I hope and pray that we have a few more of those folks this coming Sunday, uh, Christmas Day. What a service that's going to be. What an opportunity to be able to be in God's house on that special occasion. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Just one week away from Christmas Day, hard to believe how time flies. I'll take the opportunity this evening uh, to stay within, 
in some regards, the, uh, the Christmas story here, and we'll, we'll highlight those wise men. Uh, and so we'll start in verse number 1, and I tell you what, I think we'll read down to verse number 12. So just read a few verses here. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, the scribes, the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. Okay. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. Let's pray. Father, we come to you and we thank you for the opportunity once again to be in your house. And I pray that this evening would be profitable. And that we would take another step closer to you. Father, in the, the fellowship that we've had already, the songs that have been sung, the preaching that we'll hear now. Lord, I pray that you would give us something precious, something special, something personal from your word. We need you here tonight. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Matthew chapter 2. Here we have the wise men. And to set the groundwork, the foundation here, uh, we have a very familiar story, an account here found in God's Word. Right off the bat, let's take a look at those first couple of verses. And uh, we'll make a few points here this evening. And uh, we'll be done. The Bible says in verse number 1, when Jesus, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying... Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So one thing that I like to do is to slow down just a little bit when I read. Because when we go verse by verse, it's so fast. Boom. Just like that. But these wise men have done a little traveling. Okay. They've, they've been on the road a little while. I don't know exactly how long. I don't know how long their journey has been. But it's been some time. And I can imagine the anticipation that is building because of what they're expecting to see. What they're looking and desiring to see. So they see the star, right? You've got that star on the top of your Christmas tree. We see the star here in the Bible. 
boom, we see the star, we're going to Jesus. It was his star. And they're traveling, looking forward to seeing baby Jesus. Well, where, where are they going? Came wise men from the east to, where, where did they go? They went to Jerusalem. They're in verse 1. When they get to Jerusalem, they have a question. Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Where is he at? And so with that thought of anticipation, I can imagine they're expecting, I, I would think this, expecting a buzz in the air, right? Who are they going to see? They're going to see Jesus, king of the Jews. This is big time. This is awesome. This is wonderful. And they get there and they ask, so where is he? Where is Jesus, king of the Jews? Crickets. Nothing. I have to imagine that they were probably just a little surprised. No one? Nothing? Anything? Nothing. For we have seen a star in the east. And why did they come here? Why are they here? They came to do what? They came to worship him. They wanted to worship Jesus. Good idea. Why are you here today? Why did you come to church this morning? Why did you come to church? Why did you come back this evening? We have come to worship Jesus. We're here to worship Jesus. And what a beautiful time that is. And sometimes, for me, I can get caught up in all that I've got to do at church. All the activity, the ramming of the run, I've got to get this done, I've got to go here, I've got to go there. And I forget what I'm trying to accomplish today. You know, I, I look forward to, this, is, this may be selfish, but I want to be extremely transparent. I am looking forward to next Sunday, a Christmas day. And I love what I do here, but I, come, I, look, I look forward to just sitting down for a second in the service and just worshiping Jesus on that special day. We have a lot that we do around here, and I believe that it's all profitable. We're, a lot of you are on a bus first thing Sunday morning. You're ramming and running. you got to get there first thing. Some of the buses, the first bus left, I think, at 8, 10, 8, 15 this morning. And down the line, buses are out. Workers are here. They're traveling to church. They've got things to do. A lot of those bus workers, a lot of you, you know the schedule. You rode the bus. You got the kids to church. And then you walk right into a Sunday school class that you're working, that you're teaching. You're involved in that way. A lot of the teachers, you have a lot, we have a lot of teachers in the room. A number of different Sunday school classes. And we're ramming and running. We're going. We're doing all a, a bunch of good things. But we forget sometimes why we do it. And here they came, those wise men, they came and they had a desire to worship the Lord. I think it's interesting here. The point that I want to make this evening is really when we get into verse number 3 and 4 here, the Bible says in verse number 3, when Herod, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And all Jerusalem with him. These folks have been caught off guard. What? What? We saw a star. It led us here. And we're here to worship Jesus. Where is Jesus? King of the Jews. King. 
king of the Jews that perks the interest of old Herod. What? King? Hmm. And he's troubled. And all of Jerusalem with him. Confused. Troubled. Curious. Verse number four. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. The thing that I like here, the thing that I find interesting, while what I said a moment ago is true, where is Jesus king of the Jews? Crickets. Wait a second. King of the Jews? Jesus, where was he to be born? I know. I immediate. I, I know. They, they've got it. Right here. Hold on, king. Let me show you something. It wasn't, hold on, I think I'm going to use one of my lifelines here. I'm going to phone a friend. Let's phone a friend and I'll see. Let me get my dad on the line and I think we can figure this one out, king. No, we've got it. And they said unto him, verse number five, in Bethlehem of Judea. In Bethlehem of Judea, of course. For thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Wait a second. I knew I heard that somewhere. Right. Bethlehem. I should have known. There it was. On the ready. The point that I want to make this evening is in the next... The next verse, I find this very interesting. Verse number seven. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. Continuing on, verse number eight. And he sent them to Bethlehem. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. I think we all know, and there's proof down. We, go, we can skip down a few more verses and we realize his intentions were not to worship baby Jesus. We realize this. We know that. He's lying, okay? And I have to imagine the wise men, the wise men probably caught on. Whatever. He says, you just, you go to Bethlehem. You look for him real good now. And they say, I, I don't know if they said this, but I'm thinking to myself, well, <laughs> we've, been, we've been traveling for over a year now. I don't know how long they've been. We're going to go to Bethlehem and really not look too hard. Yeah, okay, we're going to find him. We've come this far, okay? We're going to find baby Jesus. He says, you look diligently. Make sure you find him, okay? Verse number eight, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. My question is this. My question is this this evening. Why didn't he, or being the king, can send anyone, why didn't anyone go to Bethlehem? Why did he send the wise men? Why did it? Here's the thing. If you, you pull up a map, we're talking, we're talking five to six miles away. And I realize you're not hopping in the motor vehicle. It's a, it's, it's a little jog, Right? But we're talking six miles from Jesus. The title of my message, Six Miles from Jesus. 
Why didn't they go? Why didn't anyone connected with the king go look for, search for baby Jesus? The wise men had come so far already. They said, yeah, if he's in Bethlehem, that's where we're going. That's what we're going to do. You see, six miles from Jesus, every single one of them, you can point to, and the three that I want to highlight this evening would be the king, and there's a couple of them there, the priests, the scribes, I'm going to say the scribes, the king, the scribes, and the wise men. Every single one of them, every single one of them had a reason to find Jesus. In their own minds, I can just go down the line and I can imagine, I can think to myself, the king, obviously, he wants to find Jesus. Not too hard, he's not willing to go himself, but he has a reason to find Jesus. Those, those scribes, they knew so much already. They had plenty of reason to find Jesus. How sad would it be to spend your entire life, think about this, how sad, how pathetic to spend your entire life in church, we'll say, studying the scriptures, knowing the ins and the outs of God's holy and precious and all-powerful word and wanting nothing to do with Jesus? What? That's weird. Knowing we saw a star and we think it's, it's right around here, it's somewhere here, baby Jesus, and you've got scripture, Mr. Scribe, to back it up. You know what? They're on to something. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Bethlehem. We're going. All right, sounds good. Let me know how it goes. What? Baby Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. Why? Well, we already know that the reason. Why, why did the wise men want to go see Jesus? Well, they wanted to worship him. They wanted to worship this one, Jesus, the very son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. Only the wise men cared enough to go to Bethlehem. Six miles from Jesus. Six miles from Jesus, only the wise men cared enough to go look for, to go find baby Jesus. Jesus, again, Emmanuel, God with us. God, God with us. The kings and the scribes, let's, let's take a look at them. Let's evaluate their mindset, their mentality. Let's take a look. I've got three different points here. Unbelievable. Why wouldn't they go to Bethlehem? It was just six little miles away from Jesus. Not too bad. I'm thinking to myself in practical terms. Uh, I, Caleb, Sarah, myself on Thanksgiving, we're very proud of ourselves. We completed, Mark's shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head, Mark? We completed a 5K on Turkey Day. Yes, we did. We, we got out there and we ran and we completed it. We did it. And I think, so that's just over, say, three miles, just over three miles. And we did it in about 35 minutes. We were flying. All right? Just about 35 minutes. Stop laughing, Joe. We were doing about 35 minutes. So you can double that. Let's just say you double that. 
Okay, and maybe the time, because it's double the distance, will slow it down, the time down just a little bit. Let's say I'm jogging along. Someone in relatively good health is jogging from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, and it takes them, let's just say it takes an hour and a half, an hour and a half to get, to, to get there. Not too bad. Notice number one, just that, the proximity. Notice number one, the proximity. It was so convenient, so simple. It was right there. Why would they not go to Bethlehem? Right there. Man, so convenient. Isn't that just how it is, though? Hold on. Have you ever had someone... I have family that comes into town, and they say, Wait a second. Canton, Canton, Ohio. Isn't that where the Football Hall of Fame is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Why did I respond that way? Well, because I've only passed it 450,000 times on the highway. There it is. Yep, see it? I've seen it a million times and just keep on going. Someone out of town, like, whoa! I mean, one of the most popular, one of the biggest sports, I mean, as far as revenue, money coming in, the NFL is king. I mean, just the ratings just through the roof. Everyone's watching football and it's right in my backyard, right there. The Football Hall of Fame. Just a few miles away. I can, I can count the amount of times I've been there on one hand. And, and the reason I can say that is because back in the day, we would go as a, we, way back when I was really young, father-son activities. We'd have father-son activities, and we would go to the football. We probably did that a couple of times. Went to the Football Hall of Fame, and I always thought it was amazing. That's awesome. I love football, but it's not something I think about. When this is Football Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah, right down there, right, right by the mall and all that. You know, all those things that are going extinct, malls and whatnot. Yeah, whatever. No big deal. The proximity. Oh, Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. It's so close. Just jog on down there and go see baby Jesus. Pass. Why? I liken it to this. And here I I can fall into this camp. I can fall into a number of these camps, the points that I'll make here in just a moment and quickly. I promise you, I'm very quickly. I grew up here. I grew up here, right here, in church. Can I say I grew up pretty close to Jesus? Really close to Jesus. A lot of us have. Not everyone in the room. Not everyone, but a lot of us have grown up very close to Jesus. And yet still so many Go the complete opposite way. Hold on one second. I'm done with this. Teenagers, you know. It happened twice in class. I'm done. Every time I get ready to make a point, that thing starts talking to me. I'm done with the Apple Watch. There's probably a way to get, to get around it. I'm not that smart, but I'm done with it talking to me when I'm trying to preach. Literally only happens when I'm preaching. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Watch. I should probably put it in the, in the, in the little cupboard there so it can't see me. It's out for me. Man. Wow. So close to Jesus, but no time for Jesus. Is that anyone in the room today? So convenient, right? We have all the tools, right? Our fingertips. <laughs> I can just... Oh, I need, to, I need to look up a verse. I can just pull it up on my tablet, my computer, my phone. So simple, so convenient. Six miles from Jesus. But no thanks, I'm good. I'm good. I've got all the convenience I need. It's simple right there, ready for the taking. 
Nope. The proximity. Number two. Number two, we see here in our, in our scripture, the prophecy. The prophecy. What did, what did they say? In verse number 5, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And they go on in verse 6 to quote the prophet. There we have, we have the proximity, we have the prophecy. So many of us here today, we have all of the right answers. We have all of the information that we need. But can I tell you something here today? Is it drawing our churches closer to Jesus? Is, is all the information, is all of the knowledge, the right answers, is it drawing our country, our world closer to Jesus? No. No, it's not. Oh, we're close enough. We're right there. And we've got all the information we need. We've got the prophecy. He's born in Bethlehem, just six miles away. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing fine right now. And those scribes, oh, they're studying. They're probably writing out scripture, you know, just do the normal routine. I mean, they were locked in. And they, they probably had massive portions of the Old Testament literally memorized. A lot of them would have had the entire first five books of the Bible just completely memorized. They've got it all right here, but they wanted nothing to do with Jesus. Nothing to do with Jesus. Man, the proximity, the prophecy. Number three, the pedigree. There's the king. He's got all the resources, everything that he needs. Those scribes, from generation to generation, and here we go again. I say, man, I could fall into this camp. I was born into this life. I was, I was born into this world. A PK, a pastor's kid. Can I tell you something? You know what's so sad? I've said it before, but I'll say it again tonight. I went to Bible college, and I realized that most pastor's kids want absolutely nothing to do with Jesus. My heart breaks for those. My heart breaks for, for the young people that have grown up in wonderful churches like Community Baptist Temple and want nothing to do with Jesus. It just blows my mind. It's sad. It breaks my heart. Can I tell you, parents in the room, you should be proud, proud today. Oh, children, I talked about the adult choir. The children did a wonderful job this morning. They sang out. And I, my, I just, I'm sitting over there, and I didn't have any kids up here personally, but I just thought, wow, wow, what a beautiful picture. Amen. Those young children up there singing for Jesus. Oh, my heart was stirred this morning. My heart breaks also at the same time when I, I think of that children's choir that we at Community Baptist Temple have, have had for, for a number of years. And so many that have come up through the ranks get just old enough to get out on their own. They say, no thanks. No thanks, I'm good. Why? We're close to Jesus. The proximity. 
the prophecy. We have all the knowledge, all the information that we need. <laughs> the pedigree. A lot of us have been here around that and done it. Why are we slipping away? Why are we stepping away? Like, Man, this is kind of rough. This is, this is kind of hard, Brother Josh. Well, I want to close her down. I want to close her down with the fourth point here. But this comes from those wise men. We saw the king. We saw the scribes. But number four, they didn't have proximity on their side. Necessarily didn't have prophecy on their side or perhaps the pedigree. But what they had was passion. What they had was passion for the Lord, their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at verse number 10 with me for just a moment. I love this. In verse number 10, I'm skipping down just a little bit. This says, when they saw the star, they, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. That is what leads me back to when they first got to Jerusalem, I got a feeling they had a pep in their step. I feel like they were kind of pumped and excited. They knew they were getting close. They're going to find Jesus. This is going to be special. This is going to be spectacular. It's going to be amazing. Crickets. What? But that star appears once again. And what do they do, verse 10? When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. There was a passion. There was a zeal. There was a drive, a desire, a vehement desire to find, to see, to worship Jesus. Oh, King, scribes, six miles from Jesus. They said, we've come this far. We're not stopping now. You've come this far. Don't stop now. Keep going six miles from Jesus. You say, I feel as though I am losing my marriage. I feel like I, I'm brokenhearted because as you speak of those children, I have children in my mind, perhaps in my family, that have gone, they've left the church, they've forsaken Jesus. You need a passion for Christ. A passion for the Savior, God with us. Six miles from Jesus. Six miles from Jesus. Don't quit now. What's beautiful about verse number 10? When they saw Jesus, they rejoiced. No, when they saw the star. They saw the star. So what, I, what, what did that tell me? Every morning when I get up and I'm not feeling it, and i got to get in my Bible... There's the star that takes me, that points me to Jesus. No, I'm not looking at Jesus face to face. That day will come, but I can rejoice today when I see the star. Rejoice when you come to church. You say the choir did a wonderful job this morning. Let us not be like Jerusalem. Crickets. Crickets. Where? is our passion. Why is the next generation not getting it? Maybe because, oh, what a great job, choir. Crickets. I'm not scolding anyone today, but I believe in, our, in the church today. Community Baptist Temple and churches across America. And I believe there are missionaries, there are, there are foreign countries that are looking on, that are watching, and they're going, 
They're so close. America's, they've got the freedom. They've got all the knowledge, the information. They've got it all. There's, there's those in China that say, oh, what I would give to come to a service like this. And we sit here in Jerusalem. Crickets. Where's our passion? The zeal. The desire. The drive. To know Jesus Christ. The wise men. Wow. The proximity. The prophecy. The pedigree. But the passion. I could ask the question tonight, how's your passion? And I think every single one of us, if we were answering honestly, could say, I could have a bit more zeal. I could have a bit more desire and drive. Well, then let's do something about it. Let's get it right. Jesus is the reason for this season. How much time have I spent thinking, dwelling, praying on that topic, on that thought, on that realization, on that truth? We're close to Jesus. We've got what we need, all the tools, the pedigree, it's there, yes. Where's the passion today? Where's your passion today? Father, we come to you. We thank you for the opportunity to be in church. Lord, and I pray that you would help each and every one of us. There are people across America that are dying and going to a devil's hell. Lord, I pray that that would affect us here today. It's real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. We heard it. We know it. We've read it. We've seen it. Lord, that we would have the passion that those wise men had, traveling for miles, mile upon mile, to find you, to worship you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Thank you for who and what you are, what you have done in my life, what you mean to me, Thank you, Lord. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's all stand as the music begins to play. We'll take just a quick moment.